This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Welcome to the Big O Money Show. My name is Bill Altman and my co-host, as always, Tony Shore, here with you from the Premier Advisory Group right here in Omaha, Nebraska. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Felicia Hutnick. She happens to be my very next door neighbor. She's good friends with our family, and uh, we've been neighbors with her now for five years, actually, when we moved there. So, you know, Felicia, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. We've been talking about doing radio for a little while now. And I mean, definitely, I would say well over a year, maybe longer. Um, But this kind of marks a different time in Felicia's life. And it's a time that we all it's what we do actually here at our company. Right. We kind of retire people. We've never worked with Felicia and, and her family with with finances But Felicia is going through a time in her life where there's a shift, right? Yes. They've been retired for a little bit and they're now moving down to Florida. So we thought there's no better time to do it because we just might not have the opportunity much in the future to do a radio show. And since she's such a good friend and she's a fellow farmer of mine, she uh, she helps Bo. Bo is the one that has the chickens on the ranch. Um, so she helps uh, Bo. She drives tractors. Actually, oh, wow. she drives tractors down into the North 40. That's nice. Um, Motorcycles. Motorcycles. She rides my son's motorcycle. We'll go out cruising. So we still have another cruise to do. Yes, we do. Um, She is a like a scratch golfer. Her name is the only one up on the board at Champions Mm -hmm. Run for the most part, except for one other person. That's true, though, right? Can I, I say so. that? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I think so. Um, she's a tennis pro. She's a Wimbledon Warmer. U.S. Open. Again, mm-hmm. welcome, Felicia. How you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. So what's what's the deal? What tell us tell us about Felicia Hutnick? Oh wow! Uh, grew up in Connecticut. Dad was a school teacher. Uh, my mother was always the one pushing us to have the better house to do better, and um, just early things happen early on in life. And for example, I I was the best tennis player in my little town. Then I play a New England tournament, and ironically, we couldn't afford to take lessons. And my dad. Worked always three jobs, but ironically, he had someone from England over who was on the Federation Cup team for the men. And as I was walking down the stairs, he had watched me play that Saturday. Every Saturday, we'd go to the indoor club. And he said, don't waste any money on her. She's going to be terrible in tennis. Okay. (laughs) And then let's see, 1980, I'm playing at Wimbledon. And I'm like, and he was British. And I'm like, I'd love to find that guy and tell him, you know. Hey, here I am. So I I told you so moment. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and I'll never forget. I I got, you know, I I was a shoe in for the coaching position at William and Mary and I didn't get it. I had a house in Winter Park. You know, I went to Rollins College right there north of Orlando. And I mean, I was the best candidate. I really was. 
And, and I just like, I didn't get the job. And I'm like, I could not believe it. And then fast forward, like five years later, I see the athletic director from William and Mary. She's at the tennis nationals at Stanford. I'm dating my husband who's a uh, graduate school at Stanford. Um, and I go up to her and I say, thank you for not hiring me at William and Mary. You know, and, and it's just like, it's really hard to tell my daughters, you know, when one door closes, it doesn't happen the next day, but something does open. It's amazing the way that works out, yes. though. And yeah. So Felicia is married to John, John Kaiser. That's not a Kaiser of the Kaiser, <laughs> the doctor, Bill Kaiser of right. Medicare here right. at the office. This is a different Kaiser, a different spelling. Um, mm-hmm. and, and John studied nuclear engineering at Stanford or... No, he a uh, mechanical engineer okay. at Virginia Tech. Okay. And then he was with Westinghouse at their nuclear sub. Okay. In Idaho. And then he uh, moved from there to Palo Alto and then applied to Stanford uh, yeah. Graduate School of Business. Gotcha. You know, and that's pretty amazing, too, because he's had a great story and a great run mm-hmm. with business. And he just recently retired. Yep. You he, know, and they've been in and looking at the Medicare options with Bill Kaiser <laughs> and kind of like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, how's this all work? And it's kind of cool, though, yeah. right? Thinking no, about all that. And so now you guys have come full circle. They have fr- uh, three beautiful girls. Uh, right. So tell us about the girls. Girls are great. You got... Uh, Alexis is 28. She's in Charlotte. Stephanie is 26 in San Diego. And Teresa is 24 in Boston. Wow. And there's my problem. No one's in Omaha. Oh, yeah. yeah they're all spread out. Well, uh, first of all, Felicia, you look about 30 years too young to be retired. Thank you, and Tony. so uh, that's, I can't believe. You get that, a free that, tennis lesson, Tony, if you're ever in Omaha. <laughs> Omaha? Well, uh, you don't want to see me play tennis. I hit that <laughs> thing like a, like I'm hitting a baseball. So, uh, but I do love tennis. Uh, the, um, uh, but how did you end up, my question for you, Felicia, is how did you and your husband end up in Omaha? Great question. Every year, the president, uh, this is back in, uh probably 20, uh, 2000, every year, 2000, 2001, the president of Union Pacific would call my husband and say, hey, are, you know, would you come to Union Pacific? And we're like, he was uh-huh. running a company in Cincinnati and it was like, no, never, never. And ironically, we had Matt Kuchar staying at our house. He was playing in a, like a low PGA event and his next stop was Omaha. And I was laughing, I go, ha ha, you're going to Omaha. I was making fun of him that he had to go to Omaha. And then the next year, we are packing our bags and moving to Omaha because of Union Pacific. And I'll tell you, it's been a 20 years. I always say the people are great here in Omaha. They are. I mean, if, if something happened to our house or our family, like with Bill, when his, he had the water damage in his house, you know, and I went over and looked at it. And, and he's out of town, and, he's, and it's bad. And he's like, I saw the, it's not that bad. I'm like, Bill. It's, it's, it's kind of bad. You're, you're going to have to come here and look at it. You know, people take care of people. I mean, we knock out his, his fireplace. We redo his fireplace, throw the bricks through the window. I mean, people just, if that happened to me, I know people would step up and help me too. Yep. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's why Omaha has been a really special place. Yeah. And we talked about it. We have a, my dad recently retired uh, at the end of the year and, and we wrote like a mid-year letter out to clients and we, and we talked about that. We talked about how Omaha, you know, Arizona help is helping my mom with her health tremendously with the low humidity. Um, but you cannot replace uh, what we have here in Omaha, the people. And it's tough to, yeah. it's going to be a tough move, no doubt for you oh. guys, but just an overall better one. 
one. And if if you know if our if our local government, our state government, got their act in order a little bit and helped out with taxes and keeping not only retiree retirees here, but other talent as well as people move up into the ranks, and it's like, you know, it's just. It doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes to live here in retirement because of the taxation. And then you couple that with, you know, you're getting older, you're going through negative 20 degree weathers, you're not working, going into an office, into a heated building, right? Right. You know, you don't get to do anything, so you're staying home. So just a lot of times it doesn't make sense. Our clients a lot of times have questions about, hey, what's it like to move to a different state tax-wise? But a lot of times I also tell them it's not only about the money, is it? No, it's not about the money. And uh, my husband's a numbers guy, and he said on the cars, now the cars is another sore point, but in Florida, in our case, they have, um, we have to pay higher insurance because they have this uninsured uh, motorist because of, uh, they must have high uninsured motorists, uh, you know, illegals or whatever sure. you call them. <laughs> but uh, so we do pay it that way. So my husband did say, because it always ticks us off to register the car. I mean, that's just crazy. We moved here from Cincinnati, it was $50. And then it was uh, 1100 Yep. I mean, so he does say that's a wash, but the house taxes is a real sore point with us. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just, and then income taxes. Oh, yeah. Taxes on Social Security benefits that they're phasing out over 10 years here. But really, like, I get it, you know, and, and I applaud Brett Lindstrom for actually uh, – taking it on as a young, younger senator, you know, and, and stepping up to a bunch of older people that were just not budging on the issue. And he had to give some concessions and finally we'll stretch it out over 10. That's better than nothing. But really people, I mean, we have a pretty wealthy state, wealthy city. And I, I think it's time to make sure things are, uh, we're doing things to keep people here. You know, um, and and where you don't have to have a second home somewhere else, it can actually be your primary. But if you can afford to have a second, you have the second somewhere else. Right. But that, I mean, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. And that's why Felicia's leaving us. And I told yeah. her it's going to be tougher to sell her house because there's a committee. We have a committee we <laughs> in the formed. Neighborhood. Yeah, in the neighborhood of of members of the circle of the cul-de-sac yeah. here that we have to approve the uh, the the new homeowner. Yeah, um, and I don't yeah. see that happening. I don't see them letting you sell that house i don't see that <laughs> the sign's not up yet <laughs> yeah but you know for i tell you this though if anybody is looking for a really nice one and a half story yeah. uh 6500 plus mm-hmm. square foot uh whole one of champions run golf course uh, meticulously maintained all the bells and whistles blah 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 then you yeah. found the house. Um, this is it. And this does not come around. There's six houses on hole one. Yep. Is that right? Yes. I think Cause right. I'm the fifth. Yeah. You're and the I, sixth. And it's like, it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't exist. It doesn't come up very often, especially the nice ones. And they're actually all nice along that okay. hole, along that hole. Well, hole especially one. right now, you don't see for sale signs anywhere, yeah. let alone uh, a house like that. Well, to be my neighbor, I don't know if that's a, uh, so I hope I'm not hurting you, Felicia. But But no, so, you know, but a lot of things. So, uh, Felicia, I I said early on, and I think we were talking about it a little bit, but expand a little bit. Five U.S. Opens in tennis. So, as I said, I grew up in Connecticut. As a kid, I went to the U.S. Open. So, to me, that was the ultimate to play in the U.S. Open. And my so the U.S. Open was at Forest Hills, the last one. Oh, I'm trying to think of the year. 90, um, I mean, 77. It was 77. It was at the uh, 
grass. No, it was on the clay at Forest Hills. And so I, that was the one I always went to as a kid. And then I played four of the other ones once it moved to Flushing Meadows, which is the big cement concrete playground, you know. But to play at Forest Hills, and I, I'll tell you a brief story. I'm, I'm, I'm like Bill. You know, I just like to be nice and have fun. And so I, here I am poor again, right? Cause all my life it was poor. I, you know, <laughs> didn't have any money. So I made this, I made this college team where you're the 10 best, you're 10 college players in the country. So I'm on this, it's called the junior federation cup team. So I'm on this junior, junior federation cup team, I get into the last, you know, the U S open. I'm just like, I am thrilled. I mean, this is a dream come true. I'm at, at Forest Hills. It's very quaint. It's a lot like Wimbledon, but downsized. And it used to be grass, but it's now clay at that time. So you get your player pass. And I get an envelope with, I didn't know all this stuff, a pass, two passes to eat in a special place, you know, that no one else can go, all my tickets for the week. Well, I don't have any money, right? So I'm going to sell this stuff that my friends aren't using or my parents. So I, I go out in the masses and, and there's, these, there's this mother and daughter and, and I said, do you need any tickets? Because I know to keep it low key. And I, and I go, here, you can have, buy these tickets. And I go, and you can have these two lunch passes too, you know, because it was sold out or something. And she's like, and she gives me the money. I didn't ask for a lot, just whatever it was. And the director of the Junior Federation Cup is, is there with us on, as a team that day. And so I'm in the restaurant with my player's badge eating and I'm sitting with the, this woman who's the big wig of the USTA and I'm, I, she's at my table and the two people I sold my tickets come up to me now and I'm seeing them approach and I'm like, I'm just going to get nailed here. And they go, Felicia, this has been the best day my, my daughter and I have had. Thank you so much. I'm like, that's great, 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 great. Okay, thank you, thank you. I'm just trying to get rid of them because if this woman knows I bought those tickets, I'll never be on this team again. <laughs> I was like, thank you, God. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> and then you played Wimbledon. Yes, I played Wimbledon in 1980. Only played wow. it once. Again, it was a money issue. Um, just, I didn't have any money, so I'd always have to pay my way there. Yeah. So, you know, I remember my mother said, I'll pay for your hotel and you can stay in the Players Hotel. Because, you know, it was $100 a night back in 1980. And, you know, so that, I couldn't go to the French Open because I didn't have enough money. So it was really, in looking back on it, you know, I, I tried for my daughter to give her all the things I didn't have, like go play the Missouri Valley tournaments. I played the New England tournaments. My mother and parents never came to those. I went to all her Missouri Valley, you know, and, and gave her the opportunity if she ever wanted to pursue tennis further, we had the financial means to do it. Sure. And it wasn't her thing. I mean, it was great she played college tennis. So is it still like that, though? No, now I think there are people that will help and you have the USTA that will help. Gotcha. Yeah. So you can get there. You now. can find the means now. Yeah. You know, but the, but of course, like anything, you know, the, the better the means, the. It helps a ton. I mean, here right. I am trying to pay for a hotel room and you, you know, you have to get a night, good night's sleep. You have to eat right. You know, I was against people. They had the nice hotel. They had the food. They had a tennis coach even, you know, and. Um. It helps. I mean, I, I remember saying I would love to be Borg for a day, just have everything taken care of. And all I have to do is go out and play tennis. Right. And this is pretty significant because we have the actual Wimbledon going on right now. Right. 
right? right. So it's so, fun, and we've taken the family there twice now. So who's gonna who's winning this deal? I think Barney's gonna win the women's. Djokovic is no contest. Okay, okay. So, so we we will go to the grass court um, one in August at, at uh, Longwood Cricket Club this August. Where's that at? Uh, Boston. Got it. So yeah. that'll be a home match for Teresa. How cool, huh? Yeah, that'll be cool. That's awesome. But. Yeah, it's tough to win the open division. So winning it at fifty nine was, was was good. And then in two thousand eighteen, we won the open and we won the senior. Wow! So, so only a few people have done that at Longwood on the grass. The like, grass is fun though. It's a different. People don't understand tennis. It's a totally different game. When you're watching Wimbledon, it's it it's the right. slicing and yeah, right. Everything's different with yeah. it. Sure. You know, and all that, pra- you know, take, take so much practice and training and like you said, conditioning and, yeah. and just nonstop, right, right. to right. win. Yes. And I mean, that's not easy to do. And, no. you know, when you look back through your life, right, and you say, you know, you've raised, you raised three kids, you know, there was definitely a lot of struggle times, I'm sure, right? Yes. A lot of very yes. busy times. John did a lot of traveling yep. for work. Yes. You're raising these daughters, mm-hmm. kind of craziness, dealing with all of that, right? And then also trying to prepare for retirement. Yes. And John's been involved in things that probably, I mean, a lot of things went very well, and I don't know his whole story, but mm-hmm. there is also there's risk reward. Yes. And he was in stuff that were startups, no okay. doubt. Yes. Right. And, they, and things could have gone completely different, but it's, and, and he is extremely tied to those numbers. 100%. Yes. He He's a numbers. numbers guy. He's ultra, ultra smart. Yep. He's actually also a, uh, it's like a certified herbologist. Uh, herbologist. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and he has an awesome story where he had some health issues at one point or they thought that he did. And the doctor's like, well, you can go on these pills or you can change your diet. And the doctor's kind of laughing about it. And John's like, well, I'm changing my diet. And the guy says, well, that takes willpower. And John says, "Uh, well, I guess you don't know who I am then. Changes his diet, figures this thing out (laughs) and never on medicine and the whole body's cleared up. Yeah. Right. Two clogged arteries. That's what he had. I mean, this is, I mean, that's wow. willpower and, and that's what it takes for people. And then you go through and then you get the money piece, right? And you're trying to figure this all out. You, yeah. you have multiple jobs, you got things going on and you try to build and everybody out here listening, listens to the show a lot of times to, to talk about finance. What are we doing? Our show has struck a different chord with people um, a lot of times. And I think a lot of our listeners like to hear different things and hear different people and how different people have done it yeah. because it's not even... John and Felicia didn't come from some big trust fund, right? John's out of Kentucky, um, Virginia, Virginia. Mom lives in Kentucky. Yeah. Right. Um, Right now. But regardless, didn't grow up into wealth by any stretch. Right. Put him put himself through through college. Yeah. Had to throw his had to sell his furniture to pay his bill at Virginia Tech senior year. They weren't going to give him his diploma. Had to sell his (laughs) furniture to pay for his tuition. Um, to get the un- unbelievable, yeah. right? Unbelievable stories. And it's grit. It, I, I think it that's really important. And it's like constant uh, perseverance mm-hmm. um, and just staying in the game. Is that fair to say? Excellent. I mean, yep. with all this stuff going on that we've done um, and, and, and the pandemic, uh, everything that's gone and, and just constantly making sure that we keep our head up, mm-hmm. keep our head up and keep going. You're going to go through the trials and people listening have been through the trials. You may be going through the trials. You're 
you're maybe going through like some kind of crazy consolidation with a company or you're going through, you could be going through a layoff because, you know, the, the, the dynamic of companies are changing a little bit. You have all these things going on. And I think we're going to see more and more of that. We saw interest rates dip down to 1.3% this week again on the 10-year treasury. Um, you know, and I was talking to John actually earlier this week, Felicia's husband, about, you know, what that means and, you know, what it means for the market typically would be a bullish market, right? These interest rates are pulling out. Mm-hmm. People want to be in these equities and go, you know, but we have an overheated market. We saw Thursday with really good volatility in the markets. Um, but that doesn't mean that we all freak out and, and hide under the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, when Felicia's playing tennis or when she's playing golf and she hits, she hits a bad shot, she doesn't walk off the court or walk off the course, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, get your freaking head in the game. And I think that's probably what she tells herself mm-hmm. or thereabouts. I don't know what's going on in your head, but if I know Felicia well enough, it's get your head in the game and go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's it's just yeah. that competitive nature. Yeah. You just go forward. You got to go forward. Keep going forward. Yep. But to your yep. point on the financial. Uh, so the girls would save their money. And when they got maybe five hundred or thousand dollars, they'd give it to John and then he would invest it. And so one day, you know, the letter came with with Stephanie Kaiser and, you know, your thousand dollars and said it was worth, you know, nine hundred and two dollars. And she goes. Dad, what happened to my thousand dollars? Does this mean I have nine hundred and two now? And he goes, "Yes." And he, and she goes, "You're fired." Yeah, <laughs> right. And so he says, "Now you have to understand, we're in it for the long term, you yeah. know." And you keep opening those statements, and but and then they they saw the power of the cumulative, you know, and compounding and all compounding that. Compounding interest is powerful. Yes. Yeah. And, and and the way, you know, and he didn't just pick one stock. He did a mutual fund or something for sure. him, yeah. you know. And it gets them interested exactly, right? and, and involved. And people need to do that. And, and household, do households out here have to do it and have to think about it together as husband and wife. You cannot just be a one party deal because the other person's always going to feel in the dark. And that I don't think that's fair. Even if you want to feel in the dark, you know, deep down, you kind of want to know what's going on or at least a summary. Oh, right? you have to know. I mean, John, every year, New Year's Eve, he would pull out our sheet, our balance sheet, and say, this is how much money we have, this is how much we made, this is how much we lost, this is my percentage in international stocks, this is the, you know, and, yep. and it was like, okay, you did a great job, honey. Yeah, you know? but it's great that that communication. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Communication with your advisor is key. Um, we're always here to help at the Premier Advisory Group with your finances. We're an investment advisory firm, a full service. We're a fiduciary. Um, our, our goal and our job is to look out for your best interest. We have a full service CPA firm in-house. Julie Moeller heads that up, Bill Kaiser on Medicare. So we have a lot of great people here to help you. Give us a call, 402-557-6730. Again, right here in Omaha, 557-6730. And if you want to know more about that beautiful house coming on the market very soon here, again, right there in Champions Run on hole one, be the first to add it. Give us a call here at the Premier Advisory Group, and we can make sure we turn you over to her realtor. Felicia, thank you so much for being on. Um, and and we're gonna we're gonna miss you, but we're gonna see you all the time. I want to make sure of it. Great, see you in Naples. Awesome, thanks everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye, Tony. Nice meeting you, Tony. Yeah, you too. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Big O Money Show with our host Bill Altman. Thank you for listening to the Big O Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at 
P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.